Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks this morning as we cruise along in these podcasts and it's hard to believe we're smack dab in the middle of the Christmas season and so glad about that and here we are we're at Psalm 33 with me as always my friend my co-host Stephanie Wesco and Stephanie what's going on this morning? Good morning Doug Um, we are enjoying nice brisk weather here in Indiana and um The kids are pretty excited. We're in the midst of Christmas season, and they always love that. So I love Christmas season, man. I've been singing Christmas hymns. I don't, and I don't get them right. I get some of the words wrong, Uh, but I sing them anyway. And uh, last night I was like, "Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear?" And uh, (laughs) man, I'm pretty wound up. And so, how's the kids? What's going on with the kids? I think they're doing very well overall. Um, this year we're trying to do some different things with Christmas to help um, add some special moments to it. And um, yesterday was extra special because a family sent um, all of us Christmas gifts and sent each of the kids really sweet, thoughtful gifts. And um, so anyways, I love how the Lord steps in and makes so who sends these special gifts? using people. This was just a family um, that met us along the way on deputation. Awesome. And yeah, they sent it. They sent each of the kids a gift, um, oh. and me a really soft, um, like a throw blanket for my put in my one couch, put on my one couch. But yeah, they're doing well. Oh, praise God! And you know, if you're looking to send somebody gifts, uh, send them to Stephanie or me. You know, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) that's not right. But uh, uh, so, is there any deer meat left from the great deer kill of uh, of Charles of 2020? Yes, there actually is. Um, We haven't eaten it here in a couple of weeks, so I have a feeling. um, I shouldn't say a couple of weeks. In a week, week and a half. So. I'm guessing there'll probably be some pulled out here in the next couple of days. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. And so there's a lot going on with the podcast too, Stephanie, as we, you know, as we cruise along, we've been learning so much and, you know, we're one Psalm today from my favorite Psalm, Psalm 34, one of my favorite Psalms, 23 is my Psalm Mm -hmm. too. I don't want to be held accountable for every time I say that's my favorite Psalm, but, uh, (laughs) because there is a few of them and, uh, so as we've been cruising through Psalms and looking at, you know, hurting hearts, PTSD and relation to what David was going through and some of the things David, you know, David brought a lot of this stuff on himself, Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah, and, he did, unfortunately. And we bring a lot of stuff on ourselves, don't we? Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah, yeah so uh, I, I just think as we read along, so I want to hop into 33 for now and then I want to cruise from there. But so there's a lot going on. 
uh, in Psalm 33, it says, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. And, and that's kind of how it ends in Psalm 32. Be glad in the Lord, it says in verse 11 and 32. And rejoice ye righteous and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in the heart. So again, we're, we're told to rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. And, and we need to learn how to rejoice. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto him with the psaltery and the instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. For the Lord of God is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment, and the earth is full of goodness of the Lord. By the word the Lord, uh, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as an heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. All, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nations whose God is Lord, and all the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looketh from the heaven, and he beholdeth all the sons of men. From the place of his inhabitation, he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. For he fashioned their hearts alike. He considereth all their works. There is no king save by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. And a horse is in vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him. Upon them that hopeth in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death, and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him, because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Wow, that's a pretty awesome psalm. You know, every time we get to a psalm, I know I kind of say that, but that's a pretty awesome true. psalm. I mean, that's there's a lot going on there. And uh, so what are you thinking? We just got through Psalm 33, and, and what's coming to your mind, Stephanie? Well, this psalm is very precious. There's some, um, actually, my dad wrote a scripture song to verse 18 and um, 20 and 21 that we've sung for many years and sang, sung, whatever the right word is there. Um, need to go back to English class. So um, that's, that's, that's always been a very precious several verses that are from this psalm. Um, but I love the way it starts out with saying, Rejoice in the Lord, O ye his righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. <clears throat> and I think it's a great a great reminder that we need to start off um, kind of reminds me of first Thessalonians 518 and everything give thanks yeah for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus and and David saying rejoice rejoice and then he gives the reasons and um, yeah but I think just stopping right there on that rejoice I think Psalm 33 
in verse number one tells you who should rejoice. And I think anybody who's experienced the grace of God should be rejoicing in mm -hmm. the Lord. Anybody who's mm -hmm. saved, anybody who's accepted God and his promises, anybody who worships God. I mean, I, I think that's important that coming right out of Psalm 32, coming right into Psalm 33, everybody who's experienced the grace should rejoice. Yeah. Well, and there's, we have so much to rejoice in. <clears throat> and I have a frog that decided to visit me right now. Well, you know, um, I think I got rid of my frog a little while ago. So I'm. Well, that's good. That's good. I think it's my tea. If I put but if I put heavy whipping cream in my tea, sometimes it does fine. Other times it decides to stick around. So, you know, I go anyways. through the same thing, man. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, anyway. So here we are in verse number two. Where, and so how do we praise the Lord? I think that's answered here in two through four. Well, I think um, God gave us instruments. Yeah. And um, I think it's obviously I'm a little prejudiced with instruments. Um, I used to play the harp. Um, I have a good friend, Lydia, plays the harp. Oh, I love and Lydia. So it's a beautiful, yeah. it's a beautiful instrument. And um, the piano is honestly, it's a form of a harp um, with the strings. It's just that they're played a different way. And um, a harp actually has the same, at least our harps now. I think the harps in David's day were a little bit different, um, a lot different actually. But the piano, piano um, strings follow the same, would follow the same pattern as harp strings. So, and you have pedals on the harp that change it from sharps to flats, or you have little levers. I had a lever harp, um, but actually we sold it to help purchase our motorhome for deputation. So um, that's a thing of the past. But I love the way that, that God right out of the chute says one of the greatest ways we, we praise God is with our instruments. And... Um, there's another verse in Psalms and the reference is skipping my brain at the moment, but it says, let everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise ye the Lord. It's one of the first verses I've taught to all of my kids. And, um, our purpose is what the purpose of all creation is to glory, bring honor and glory to the Lord. And, um, Psalms talks about, you know, the hills and the flowers and all of these things singing praise to God and if those things if if those and I don't believe that's all metaphorical I believe there's a real sense in which God hears praises coming from creation that we will never hear yeah. with our human ears yeah and um how much more we who he created in his image who you know he gave us the ability to to play these instruments be it the violin the harp the piano the trumpet, the, you know, cello. I mean, there's so many instruments out there, the, the, the different horn, horned instruments. Um, I used to play the flute, um, which is a wind instrument. Actually, I still could play the flute. I just haven't in many years. So you just have all of these instruments God's given us. And that's out of the chute. He says to praise him with those instruments. He does. And he does. That's a powerful thing. You know, it's like if God's giving yeah. you the talent, the ability the gift of being able to play an instrument, don't squander it. Use it to praise the Lord. That is a biblical, it's a command. It's a command to praise the Lord and to sing with, sing unto him with those instruments. It's a form of singing. 
And listen, I, I just, I have one. to interject something here. And if all you can play is the radio, that's all right too. You know, just that's right. uh, play those, play those wonderful <laughs> songs that you can sing along with. And I, I think that, I think there's a, something that's being pointed to here that needs to be said. And in verse number four, for the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. So what, uh, you know, just like preaching, just like teaching Sunday school, our worship through music has to be done in mm -hmm. truth. It has to be real where, you know, we, we, we don't do something that's not real. We don't add to the word. We, we mm -hmm. use what's in the word. We don't have to fill in gaps or, or if there is no gaps or think we're filling in gaps, I should say. And, uh, mm -hmm. and then, we, then we get to verse five and he loveth righteousness and judgment and the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, and I think that's where you were going. That's why I cut ahead of you a little bit there. By the word of the no, Lord, where the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depth of the storehouse. And I mean, we could go on from here all the way to verse 19. But once again, he's, he loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of goodness to God. His word, the Lord were the heavens made when he, so his words made the heavens come. We've got a pretty big responsibility on rejoicing and worshiping the Lord. I mean, we're worshiping the one that created the heavens and the earth. We're worshiping the one that uh, uh, stole us in charge of us and holds our hand. And without him, we, we won't even breathe. Uh, he's the one who gathereth up the waters uh, and uh, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him and, 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 you know, we need to have a healthy dose of fear for the Lord. I, I think we get, I think people misunderstand that. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I think there's a sense in which fear of God has been lost. And um, when you fear God, first of all, you won't praise him. You'll accept the counterfeits for, for worship, what, what real worship, real praise, r real rejoicing looks like. But then also when you when you lose that fear of God, when you stop standing in awe of him, you're always in fear of something. You always have a reverence for something. And so if you lose that for God, your reverence is going to be for those who are evil, decisions that are evil. Um, you're going to make decisions that are wrong. Yeah. And um, we are seeing that where people have more of a fear of... Um, of a germ and I'm not saying it's not a real germ. I've had it. It is absolutely lousy. It stinks. And, um, I was definitely sick, but where there's more of a fear of that than there is of God, where yeah. there's more of a fear of, um, <laughs> there's more of a fear of things that honestly in light of eternity are so little, there's more of a fear of, a fire or fear of an accident than there is of the God of the universe. And that same reverence, that same, that same respect, so to speak, that we would have for being careful while you drive down the road so that you're not in a car accident, that, that reverence, that respect level should pale in comparison for the reverence and respect you have for the God who created you. There you go. And yeah. when you lose that, you'll do You'll do whatever is right in your own eyes. You won't have a desire even to please and honor and glorify the Lord. And that's what we're seeing displayed. Um, you'll lose your respect for other authority figures. Um, when, you know, you look at the riots and the looting and things, 
that didn't just happen. Okay, the people who organize those things, who incite those things, and the people that do them, they, they've lost that fear of God, which made them in turn lose respect for the law, which made them lose respect for the law, you know, the law enforcers, for the police officers and um, people in, the, in those positions. And so this it becomes a chain of a domino effect. You know, if you lose one, this first link in the chain, of respect of a holy reverence and fear it will have a domino yeah, effect yeah. which is a very serious thing it is and then then getting the 10 the lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught to make it the devices of the people of none effect the counsel of the lord standeth forever the thoughts of his heart are to all generations blessed is a nation whose god is lord and we see that throughout psalms and the people whom he have chosen for his own inheritance, the Lord looketh from the heaven, he beholdeth all the sons of man. From the place of his inhabitation, he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. So God sees everything. God knows everything. God knows what we're doing. Uh, he, he bringeth the consul to the heathen to naught. You know, listen, what we do in a heathen way, what we do in an ungodly way, it doesn't amount to anything. It doesn't add up. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. So I guess what God's doing here in Psalm 33 is what I'm seeing, Stephanie, is he's reminding us that what he does, what he says, the way he acts, the way his word talks about it, is what matters. That we don't really matter when we're outside of the realm of fearing him, when we're outside of the realm of worshiping him, when we're outside of the realm of following his ways. Uh, We're just wasting our time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you go into this last section, God turns his attention and and kind of, I mean, this passage couldn't be more timely. Um, But I I think God's reminding us um, as I think through what we're going through in our nation right now. Yeah. That he's in charge, that the heathen aren't. And um, I love the comfort that comes as. he says, the counsel of the Lord standeth forever. And then he goes down and says um, further, further down, he says, he considereth all their works. And, you know, we have so many people, even, I mean, I'm not talking just about Christians. I'm talking about just so many people in this world that really think they've got, they're in charge. They've honestly set themselves up as God. Yeah. And they think they run things. They think they make the final verdicts. And they do whatever they need to do to get to the top. And God's saying, no, I'm seeing it all. I'm beholding it all. Yeah. And I'm considering all your works. And um, they don't matter. They don't. They're not adding yeah, up. And, and, yeah. And well, it, and it's, it's, it's a comfort to see, to know that God is even, even when it, <laughs> when it seems sick you know, in verse 10, he says, he bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. Yeah. God has the power to take whatever anyone does. We look at what Hitler did. Yeah. And God caused all of that. He destroyed Hitler's works. Yeah. He destroyed what he was trying to do. And that's still the same God. 
that we serve today. And yeah, and, it has the power to do that. Yeah, and look, look at fifteen here. He fashioneth their hearts alike. He consider all their works. Our hearts are like each other. There is no king saved by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. All horses and vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. So, I mean, these last few verses we read, 15 through 19, you know, God's here to deliver us out. There's no king that can provide what God provides. There's no king that has the kind of power of our God. There, there's no, uh, it's all vain. You know, we're just wasting our time. So I guess, I guess the practical side of this this morning, and, and uh, I, I know there's a lot we're covering, but the practical side of this is to understand that we plug into God, that we plug into God's word, that we plug into God's way, that we trust in God, that we look at this psalm and that we come out of this knowing that what we do doesn't amount to anything. It's just a heap of beans. It's a it's of no great value unless we're doing it through the precepts of God, unless we're rejoicing in God properly, which brings us to those last three verses. And our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because he have trusted in his holy name. And because we have trusted, I'm sorry, it, this whole psalm's plural and I like that. It's talking about worshiping together. This is a psalm of worship. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. So I think this whole psalm is saying that these things should happen. This is how we should worship. When we worship God right, we find ourselves waiting for the Lord. We find ourselves knowing that he's our help and shield. We find our heart rejoicing in him. We, we find because we've trusted in his holy name. And then we let mercy, O Lord, be upon us. And we're, it's a prayerful worship. Uh, you know, as we hope in him. And I think I'm coming away from this psalm, Stephanie, with this idea, with this concept that we're supposed to be worshiping God uh, by his rules, on his set of rules, the way he lays out things. And if we do that, we get that right. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, well, and it's, it's I, I think verse 22, it says, Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. Yeah. In other words, to the extent that we put our confident expectation in who you are as our God. Yeah. Let your mercy be upon us. Wow, that's powerful. And we need his mercy upon us. And friends, I don't know where you are today, but we need God's mercy. We... We live, our, our country's upside down, our world's upside down. We got a pandemic. We got a crazy guy who's looking like who's going to become the president. We got all these things. Voting was weird. Things were weird. People were cheating. People were lying. But this isn't new to God. This is, uh, you know, and that's why when we look at Psalm 33 and he's saying, stop, slow down. We need to rejoice in me. We need to stop rejoicing in what's around us. We need to stop rejoicing in kings. We need to stop elevating these people because they're nothing. None of them can yeah. keep your heart beating when it's ready to stop. Only God can do that. We need to rejoice in his mercy and know that he does that. And I don't know, Stephanie. I'm just thinking that if we walk away from this morning with this idea, with this concept, or with this godly order of rejoicing, it might make our day a little different. Mm. Well, I'm keeping that. I think our hope 
level will go up um, when we focus on who God is and the power that he holds. And I think that's almost what David's trying to enforce here is you've got a mighty God. You can rejoice in him. You can praise him. You can hope in him. Yeah, and there you go. You know, worship should strengthen us, and uh, it should give us more hope. And I, I think that's what this psalm is all about: is hope and uh, and and just letting God surround us and feeling good about God, and you know, having greater faith in the Lord. I think we should find that today. We need to plug into this today. So wherever you're at, plug into God, plug into His worship, trust in God. Trust in his ways. And if we do that, we got to remember, though, we got to, you know, in closing, I just have to say one more time, take your trust away from the kings. I mean, it's great to have good politicians. It's great to have good people in charge of us. It's great for all that. But there's nothing stronger. There's nothing better. There's nothing uh, that will help us more than a fit, rejoicing, worship type of relationship with the God of all heaven. Uh, I think... I think that's what this is all about, Stephanie. I mean, any thoughts uh, in this last minute or so that how we do this? How do we how do we go from ground zero? We're waking up. We need coffee. Our life's upside down. We're sitting at the <laughs> dining room table. We're, we got a ton of Christmas shopping to do. We haven't done the things we should do. The money's not as good as it should be. Our life is upside down. Courts are making rulings on our country. How do we get to a place of worship from there? I think that song comes to mind that says, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. There it is, man. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. I think we have to sing that song. Or you have to, I'm not allowed to sing. I'm not allowed to play instruments. So for all of you who are listening today, as Stephanie went through the uh, long myriad of instruments that she knows how to play. And, oh, stop. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think that uh, uh, I think that somehow we got to realize that some of us can play the radio and the CDs and uh, uh, everything's on my iPod now. But anyway, I think we have to do turn your eyes upon you. Jesus. Write you write songs though. I do write songs. You know there is some value there, and anybody can write a song. And uh, so I I just think this is pretty cool. But anyway, are we closing today with turn your eyes upon Jesus? Is that what you want me to do? I think so. All right. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. Now, you couldn't tell this, but just then I was singing with you. I was just singing without volume. Aww. I was singing along, and I hope you're singing along wherever you're at, folks. Listen, we love you guys. Uh, we're, we hope you're having a wonderful Christmas season. You're going to have a Christ-filled new year. Remember the reason for the season this year. Remember it's about Christ. It's about the advent of Christ, Christ entering this world. And look forward to the second advent of Christ. We love you guys. Hey, listen to every word of this. Make sure your salvation is right. We sure hope you have a great day. We'd love to hear from you. Help for wounded spirits. And uh, take some time to talk with us. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.